Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. We help business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing so you can thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion and make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Please take a moment and visit our website, www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. You'll find hundreds of episodes covering a breadth and depth of topics relevant to you as a business creator and links to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. And now, here's today's episode. Let's get started. My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and I am honored once again by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. The Business Creators Radio Show takes you to those places where you have those aha moments in those mastermind meetings that can change your trajectory or at least bring you a little bit closer to your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. So as we have our conversation here today, I'm sitting out here on my balcony here in beautiful Las Vegas, known to some on some days as the hottest city in America. And we are going to have a conversation about something called contextual content creation how to win in the digital age through contextual content creation. We have somebody with us who I've had a chance to check him out a little bit. He's a very, very interesting person. He's got an approach to this. I think you're really going to like him. He's got quite a pedigree too. So there's so much I can say about him, but I'm only going to be able to share the first paragraph because it's so impressive. I'm not even sure I'm worthy to be here in his presence. And this is my show. So his name is Vladimir Botsvodse, and he is ranked as the number one global marketing, social media, and retail thought leader by Thinkers360 in 2023, with over 130,000 followers across his social media platforms. Vladimir is a world-renowned digital transformation and social media influencer and keynote speaker who initiates change, drives growth, and positions brands as market leaders in their industries. He has more than 15 years of international experience with a proven track record and has enjoyed an outstanding career to top of the technology industry. He's also been described as a pioneer across the globe by the Exelon magazine. Wow. So we are going to just dive right in here. Vladimir, come on in. The weather's fine. Adam, thank you so much for inviting me to your uh, podcast. And I'm excited to share my best insights. Uh, uh, so I, I hope that your listeners will capitalize on my high impact and actionable uh, strategies to drive their success, you know? Well, not only um, is it about the listeners, I'm one of the listeners. Not only am I the host, I'm right there in the front row with my pad of paper out because I may gain something that can benefit me. It's one of the beauties of podcasting is you get to have some of the most interesting conversations. So I read off about one-fifth of your official bio, and our visitors can see the rest of it on our website. But what we'd like to do here before we dive into this whole thing about contextual content creation and some of the other points you'd like us to cover is uh, let's pull back the curtain and have you tell us a bit in your own words, a bit about your journey and what's brought you to where you are today, serving business creators from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Yeah. Adam, you know, it's a great question. Thank you. You know, I come from Georgia, uh, from Europe, you know, and I, I moved to the United States. Uh, at the age of 18, when uh, in 2006 uh, in Washington, D.C., uh, I got work permits from the State Department. Then uh, I had trainings and I was sent with my friend to Manassas, Virginia, to work for two months. And afterwards, I moved to New York City, where, I mean, I lived all, for almost two months, you know, and this period truly uh, laid a strong foundation for my success. And uh, everyone sees who I am today. Um, successful, very driven, very motivated because of United States. And United States has been uh, instrumental in my growth, uh, hands down, because uh, I started seeing the world faster, easier, clear. I have made lifelong friends, long-standing business partnership with so many associations and, and establishments, you know. And of course, you know, then I worked afterwards. I moved to London when I was 22. I studied business marketing, you know, and I was working with 20 offices in downtown London. And, you know, I worked every day in my 20s uh, 
uh, that set me up for success in my early 30s. And when I was 22, 23, 24 in London, everyone was talking about Twitter and uh, personal branding and uh, social media community and uh, creating content. And, you know, I hit the ground running. Literally, I quit the red race. Uh, uh, I attended some practical conferences in uh, Dubai. And, uh, you know, practical speakers truly inspired me just to to go into overdrive on social media to build my to build my my presence and it costs zero dollars literally to build your personal brand and uh uh with a zero dollar budget and motivation drive and persistent and sleepless nights i have spearheaded one of the biggest personal brands you know on a short string budget and every and you know it just uh content creation uh it has been a, a linchpin of my growth because i have created content that was in my followers best interest and uh uh, which I provided value and uh, communication dictates everything we do. And so I communicated, <laughs> I uh, I provided value and, uh, you know, I built a trust, uh, meaningful communities. You know, it's not just about building your followings and uh, uh, collecting, your, collecting your followers. No, I mean, uh, I built, uh, I was uh, I was showing gratitude every time someone was retweeting me, liking my posts, uh, sharing my uh, posts, uh, retweeting me, you know, and, you know, I'm I'm very grateful uh, for small messages, and I I believe that gratitude is the best attitude. So you need to show grat uh, show gratitude. You need to communicate. You need to uh, it it uh, life uh, how is li how is this life works right? It it is like a two way street for me because it it should be mutual all the time. So there are so many uh, like minded entrepreneurs or and great mentors on Twitter who follow each other, they exchange experiences, they inspire each other, and uh, they build a multi-billion dollar companies together. And as, as you know, uh, Twitter has been, uh, uh, I mean, uh, driving force behind the global startups. Uh, and uh, we, we know that uh, uh, when uh, uh, Travis Kalanick was uh, building uh, Uber, he was hiring the first product marketing managers through Twitter. And for example, Ryan, Gra Ryan Graves replied to Twitter, uh, to to Travis and they met and they built uh, Uber together and it's just a great great example that uh, you know, through networking you can become a billionaire through networking you can become a keynote speaker through networking you can become an investor you know and it's all about networking you know I believe Adam because formal education it is water under the bridge uh, and uh, the world is faster because of the internet and. Uh, and uh, if you comp if you see what is happening nowadays in the in the technology world, it's like Goliath versus David, uh, because uh, mm -hmm. you know uh, the, the, uh, David uh, David is a startup world and Goliath is a corporate world. Because and speed uh, speed is uh, speed is a currency of business, and uh, so many big corporations are disrupted because of the internet. And whoever uh disregards internet like uh for example netflix disregarded uh, uh for example um, blockbuster disregarded netflix and they yeah. just buy next net netflix for 50 million dollars and they went out of business you know and and you know airbnb disrupted hospitality brands and uh uber disrupted taxi services and uh, amazon disrupted uh uh bookstores and even uh spotify disrupted music industry so it's just an example that i think every in the industry disrupted by the internet, uh, startups, and uh, whoever uh, whoever builds communities, whoever tells their stories, whoever creates contextual content, and whoever provides value wins in the long term. And the and the market uh, and uh, the market is a decision maker. Market decides what is good and bad. And the market decided that I'm a world-renowned marketing uh, keynote speaker and thought leader because because I have always been close to my audience and. Uh, uh, my uh, social media uh, community truly uh, has put me on the global map, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I love your your story. I mean, you've certainly, you've certainly been around and you have absolutely circulated uh, to a degree that a lot of folks just simply don't. And, you know, I, you know, I myself, I've seen so many paradigms shattered since I was growing up. I'm as of right now, I'm 46 years old. So you can figure I was born in the mid 1970s. So you have an idea of when I went to school, when I went to college. And I've noticed how even it's not so much to say that so much has changed since then. It's more that a lot of the changes we're seeing now 
were already happening then, but I didn't see them at the time. Now, I'm not sure exactly what age cohort you're in. Um, I can I can guess you're probably millennial age. Am I about right? I'm 75 now. I'm 75, Adam. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're uh, basically right there in the millennial era. So yeah. I'm basically a millennial, except a couple years older. I'm on the cusp, bottom end of Gen X, and yeah, what yeah. the the millennials in particular have in that's very unique to that generation. And since I was on the cusp of it, it kind of affected me too. It, although the benefits didn't arrive for me until I was really in college, is this is the first generation that had from a relatively early age consistent and reliable access to high-speed internet at a point where the search engines had gathered a significant amount of data. So things that we formerly had to go through card catalogs and libraries to find, things we had to use microfilm to research, things Mm -hmm. that could easily be hidden from us because it was difficult for us to search for facts that might contradict the narrative that we're being fed so you hear about these millennials oh they're so entitled they're so lazy they're so they're so self-centered no 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 actually the millennials are some of the most passionate dedicated and for lack of a better phrase hard-working people i've ever seen the primary difference that i see between the millennials and say the older gen xers the baby boomers etc is They want to feel like there is a purpose, a benefit to society, or some sort of fulfillment in the work and the acts that they do. Uh, Absolutely agree with you, Adam, you know, because, you know, the the world is uh, faster because of the internet. The internet is completely disturbing the way we brand and build businesses, you know, and everything shifts, you know, eyeballs go in different places, you know, and uh, I mean, uh, when I speak at global events, my audiences uh, know much more than uh, 99% of the people out there because, you know, uh-huh. I, I always share practical, high-impact and future-proof insights with the world because when they go back home, uh, I want them to create content. And, you know, I just uh, uh, turned my side hustle into a profitable business. I was just tweeting. I was just blogging. I was just sharing my thoughts with the world, you know. And it cost me it it cost me uh, zero dollars to build my presence, you know, and uh, and uh, no excuses, you know. Who whoever strikes while the iron is hot wins in the long term, you know. And you know, I I I, I literally forgotten uh, uh, my idea uh, to do my MBA in the United States because you know uh, even even what I have uh, uh, I left my I have left my comfort zone. I have been in growth mode, in learning mode in the last uh, ten years, you know. And, you know, uh, I mean, uh, I'm now a award judge at Gartner Marketing Awards, you know. Uh, I advise uh, advisory council of Harvard Business Review. Uh, I serve on the uh, advisory board of United States AI Institute, you know. And, I mean, I have so many passionate roles because I love what I do, you know. And, and I mean, uh, probably 95% of people don't love what they do because we need to be passionate about what we do. And... Uh, we should quit if we don't like if we don't like something. We should quit and we should start doing something that we love. You know that is a bedrock of growth. You know, and I think uh, when I speak at global events, I inspire audiences to find their passion, to tell their stories, to uh, to quit the rat race and to start something uh, meaningful uh, in the long term. You know, and I mean, you know, I- I'm a long term thinker. I'm very pa- patient. You know, I I can. Sh- I can keep my shirt on. And uh, I know that uh, if you are close to your audience, if you are a long-term thinker, if you reinvest every penny in my growth, I mean, I would I would love to mention this again, reinvesting every penny in your growth because a penny saved is a penny earned when it comes to building meaningful business, you know? And and, for, and uh, luckily I don't keep up with Genesis. So, so uh, you know, I, I can see the big picture. I can see... Uh, the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, and uh, I know that uh, if I put in the work, the results will come, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's define this term, which is intriguing to me, this idea of what you call contextual content creation. Let's start by defining our terms and we'll grow from there. Yeah, I mean, context context is a nuance that drives conversion, you know. I mean, context, uh, 
it is it is a battle of context, not content. You know, Adam. It uh, everyone thinks that uh, content uh, content is king. No, I mean context is everything. Content content is the alpha and omega of content that drives success. You know, so so what is context behind content? That, for example, in my case, that uh, I'm a storyteller. That uh, uh, I inspire audiences. That uh, you know, people are inspired by, by context. And we, we need to have strong context, you know, when we speak, when we pro provide value, when we uh, share our thoughts with the world. So, so uh, you know, a great example is Nike, right? Because Nike, uh, if you check, for example, in 90, 1988, uh, just do it commercial, cha uh, uh, change Nike's business, you know, just do it commercial. Because Context is very strong behind Nike's content, you know, because you have emotional connection with Nike. I, for, for example, when you wear Nikes, you know that you will go faster, you will achieve more, you are more determined, you are more driven, you know. So this is a context that that uh, inspires us to have emotional connection with the brand, you know. And uh, and I inspire for when I speak at global events, I I motivate uh, executives and marketing marketing teams just to uh, to build strong a uh, stronger uh, um, brand you know i mean uh, branding is everything for example branding is why nike is nike right because nike storytellers and and not like nike ceo comes to our house knocks on our doors and asks us to buy nike right no nike is, is not in sales mode so we need to be adam in a branding mode marketing mode you know we need to be in story storytelling mode every single day we need to create contextual content to tell our stories you know yeah, I I couldn't I couldn't agree more. So basically, what you're saying is that it you know it's not as much content; it's more context. That's what you're saying. Context exactly. is king. Am I getting that right? Yes, exactly. So, so I mean, uh, I, you know, you know, when I speak at global events, uh, I uh, I'm I'm very straightforward at events because I I always uh, address the elephant in the room. So so. Uh, I uh, I tell marketing teams if you don't uh, pay attention uh, to current trends, you will not be in business in the nine months. You know because it's tough. The market is very tough. It's it's a keen competition everywhere. Uh, you know dog eat dog world in business. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm uh, I, I have been invited as a judge to to more than nine global award ceremonies throughout the world, and mm -hmm. and from my first hand experience, when I review and judge biggest projects of marketing teams, I I can see their passion, I can see their drive, motivation. Whoever is close to audience, whoever provides value, whoever communicates, right? Whoever cares, because I think that care is the best marketing strategy. So whoever cares, their consumers. Right, uh, online wins is a long term, you know, and and you know that for example, you know when for example brands, uh, how 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 brands are going to entertain and uh, build a meaningful relation with their consumers through storytelling, through podcast series, through uh, telling their stories, through communication. If they don't communicate, if they don't tell stories, and nothing great happens, you know. And for example, in uh, Stockholm, uh, a big. Uh, telecommunication company ericsson has uh, like a five or five or six uh podcasts you know like a 5g podcast iot podcast ai podcast and this is a great way how ericsson builds a mini builds meaningful uh, builds meaningful relationship with their consumers you know uh because through storytelling through content creation through uh, providing value you know and and you know, it's now or never for marketing teams worldwide to tell their stories. You know, yeah, yeah, I, I, I follow you. I follow you completely. So, um, so tell us a bit more about your marketing process overall. You've given us some broad strokes of it, uh, and what I love about your story is how you were able to use influence on social media as a means of transforming a side hustle into a lucrative business. Yes, yes. So, I mean, uh, uh, I inspire uh, I inspire uh, uh, top uh, global brands to put customers at the heart of everything they do, you know? I mean, it's not about it's not about like a sort of like a uh, advertising on offline marketing channels where consumers mm -hmm. no longer spend their time, you know? So, marketing is all about winning attention, Adam, you know? If if uh, big marketing teams and big marketing brands 
win consumers' attention across eight ten social media channels, say win in the long term. You know how these big corporations are going to survive in the age of disruption, how they are going to survive. You say they are going to survive through storytelling, through content creation, through hearing their consumers, through listening, through solving their consumers' problems online. You know, if someone, if a, uh, if, a if if a, a, like a consumer is not satisfied on social media and he asks questions on Twitter and if brands uh, uh, does not reply uh, to consumer within uh, 15 or 20 uh, minutes, right? Then, uh, uh, I mean, a, a brand uh, loses a consumer, you know, because it's uh, if you if you don't care, some they, they will choose other brands who will care who will care about them, you know. So, so uh, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, what we see that so many brands that still still disregard internet, still disregard social media, and they think that social media is about sharing the like a. Cat pics and uh, like dog pics and sharing your lunch pics. You know, it's it is a the only way uh, to be in the, in, in the gross mode and to uh, say ahead of the curve. You know, and and uh, you know, so many brands who have gone out of business. I mean, so many brands. If you if you compare like a Fortune 500 list of 2002 and 2022, you will see it is a, as different as night and day. And right. among among top 10 companies in uh, like uh, 20 years ago there was only uh, two technology companies among top 10 now mm. among top 10 companies there are seven eight uh, technology companies you know and and it's just the disruption you know whoever whoever uh, ma makes say why the sun shines uh, truly uh, 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 truly um, uh, wins in the long term you know absolutely absolutely so so in this I, I mean, what we see is the internet today and social media. I When I first became an entrepreneur, I started a high side hustle in 2003, and I transformed that into a full-time business in 2005. Now, this was right around the time that MySpace was just becoming a thing. So I've seen... So I've seen all the platforms we take for granted today. I remember back when... I remember when I used to use this platform called the Facebook when I was about 25 years old and I still wanted to hook up with the, uh, with the co-eds in college. Um, I mean, cause, and I, and I say that, I say that really not in jest. I'm actually coming out and saying it because uh, the Facebook was originally conceived as a networking tool for college students to use and people yes, who uh, Adam, recently Adam, graduate yes. from students to keep in touch with alumni networks. Yes. So Adam, Facebook was for college kids. Now Facebook is for grandparents, right? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, rem I, I remember when LinkedIn groups, all you had to do is have a half decent LinkedIn group and you could grow a million dollar business. And then about two acquisitions went through and the groups don't have the same potency that they used to unless you've been able to pivot with the times and it's a lot more challenging. I built an entire business just off having a Facebook group and by participating in a handful of other groups. That was my entire social media. Yeah. I find that sometimes, and I'm actually looking for the answer to this riddle. I yeah. find that sometimes when I play a little less on social media, I end up mm -hmm. getting a little more business. Have yes. you ever heard of that phenomenon before? Yeah, you know, well, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, yes, internet has created so many renowned entrepreneurs. Oh, Adam, internet has yeah. created so many influencers, thought leaders, you know? I mean, someone, someone with a, uh, I mean, I have met so many people. Uh, they have never read a book since, uh, since, uh, 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 grade four, and they have built multi-billion dollar companies, multi-million dollar companies. Why? Because yeah. they they uh, capitalize on the power of the internet. They they capitalize on the power of social media, you know, and they have amassed like millions of followers because of why? Because they have, they have been in storytelling mode. They have been in gross mode instead of investing like $200,000 in global MBAs, right? Is that a uh, that I think that uh, uh, an MBA nowadays uh, provides a negative ROI, and I don't care about MBA degrees when I hire. When I yeah. hire new, new people, I don't check out their MBA degrees. I don't check out their CV. You know, I Google them. Uh, I see their results. I see their LinkedIn, Twitter, 
their Facebooks, their Instagram, social media channels, Google results from page one to page 10. So I make decisions based on Google Google results, not their series or their MBAs or their, I mean, uh, their, their traditional resumes, you know, because everything has changed. Everything has changed, Adam, you know. Yeah, I have not updated my resume since the year 2003. That yes. was the and, the, and that was the year after I completed my own MBA. So I'm one of those few, I'm one of those people who can actually say that I have fully amortized my investment in my MBA and gotten a full return on investment on it. And it's real simple how that happened. Yes. About oh. 10 years, about 10 years of my entrepreneurial journey. I ended up getting a $30,000 contract. And at the time, it was the biggest contract I'd ever gotten because I had the three letters at the end of my name. And the prospective client was, although entrepreneurial, were somewhat of a corporate mind. And they thought, oh, well, this guy understands what it is we're looking for him to do. But he has some other layers to him, too, that all the other people, all the other agency owners, all the other online marketers and such don't have because they didn't have the MBA. So just off that, I amortized the entire investment in my master's in business administration just by signing on that dotted line and getting a payment wired to me. Everybody has their own story. Yes, everyone has a story. And, you know, every every path has its paddle, you know, and uh, uh, and uh, it's obvious that uh, success is not a straight road. It's uh, very zigzag. It's uh, uh -huh. but you, you need to cope with everything, move forward and uh, and to be optimistic, you know, and optimist has been the bedrock of my growth because every time, every time, you know, in, in uh, from the vantage point of the present, I have always been optimistic. I have always choose optimist, you know, I, I long term thinking, you know, and uh, and you know when you, uh, you your surrounding is also very important. You know, uh, you are a product of of five people you hang out with. So you need to be choosy. You need to be finicky in your life. You need to surround yourself with smarter people. You know, uh, and you know when you are followed like a billionaire entrepreneurs from the United States, and you you learn a great deal from them on a daily basis. You know because and I have been lucky. That I have been at the right time uh, in the right place as, uh, with the right people, you know, and and you know I have you know even in childhood I was very diligent. I was uh, burning the midnight oil. Uh, I was dreaming about uh, exploring the United States. I was uh, in, uh, learning. Uh, I was I was very passionate about learning English, you know, math, geography, uh, and you know, just I have made my dreams come true because. Uh, uh, I give everything my best shot. I do my level best. And uh, I know that if I hit the ground ru running, uh, I will hit the bullseye, you know? Yeah, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right about that. And where I was, where, where I was headed is, you know, I've seen some differences in how an education be, can be valuable. So when I was in my state mandated education, when I was an undergraduate and I was in graduate. I was so focused on getting really good grades. And you know what the funny thing is, is that I don't think anybody's really asked me about my grades since I was filling out an application for college. And if I remember college really didn't have a whole lot of other questions for me after I was able to confirm that, uh, between the money my parents had saved up and gifted to me and what I was able to secure in student loans, I'd be able to pay the tuition. After that, they didn't really have any questions about my viability as a student. It's like, welcome aboard. Yes. So, you know, Adam, you know, even even I have navigated this uh, digital transformation through my courage, sleepless nights and uh, uh, hard work, you know, and nobody... Nobody has never asked me if I had like MBA from the United States or something like that, you know, because yeah. it's all about your, your, your courage. It's about your energy. It's all about your passion. It's all about that. Uh, I, we live in a digital age nowadays. So what is your, what is your CV? Uh, Twitter is your CV. Twitter is your CV. You know, LinkedIn is your CV. Uh, Instagram is your CV. What you, what you publish online is going to bring you success tomorrow. One of the things that I discovered during the three years that I was a corporate employee and I moved from one job to the next, I think twice, is I found out uh, that uh, at the second of the three jobs, my current supervisor had called my previous supervisor. Uh, 
whose company that I had parted with on such bad terms that I wrote about the experience and my contribution to the anthology Journeys to Success in Millennial Edition. I celebrate the day that I was forced to resign from that company, April 27th, as my second birthday. And I was and I was thinking, you can't do that. I didn't put them down as a reference. Uh, yeah. And then I found out real quickly, anybody can ask a question of anybody. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Adam, you know, we live uh, we live in the most opportunistic time ever. The most opportunistic. If you, it is the easiest time in the history of mankind to be successful, to hit the ground running, to download, uh, to to learn. Any, you can uh, you can learn anything through YouTube. You, YouTube uh-huh. is our university. If you spend a few years on uh, learning something practical, then uh, literally you will have the mightiest touch in the long term. I'm truly. Uh, I can uh, I can uh, uh, say this from my personal experience that I can learn something from YouTube from my colleagues. You know that if you want to learn marketing, you can learn marketing from YouTube. If you want to become a fitness instructor, you can learn uh, to, to how to be a fitness instructor from YouTube. You know, so when there is a will, there is a way. You know, if you are in excuses, you will never learn anything. Yeah, uh, I struggled with higher level mathematics all throughout school I'm not, i mean i talk about this on many other episodes here so i'm not going to belabor too much time here but what i want to really get to is the point of when we went through our educations yes v- vladimir do you remember taking classes and thinking why do i have to take this class yeah, this mean, has yeah. this has nothing to do with what i'm actually going to be in my life and that's how i felt about mathematics and people would say well but uh, what are you going to do when you don't have a calculator? Well, <laughs> yeah, today, basically, the search bar of Google is a calculator. You I mean you can do scientific equations with that thing? Uh, uh, what what happens when you need to uh, do taxes? I'll hire an accountant. What happens when you need to build something? Well, I'll use tolls or I'll hire a contractor. See, this is what this is what I think gets missed and i'm and the reason i'm bringing this up is i'm kind of piggybacking off what you said is i think there's so much emphasis in our educational system and this is going to come back to the content marketing thing in just a second that we force feed students at all levels material that really is not and likely will never be relevant to them so looking back at this why did I have to take algebra? Why did I have to take ge- geometry? Why did I have to take trigonometry? I'm no good at that stuff, and I hate it. That being said, if I were to later develop an interest in one of those topics, or I ended up moving into a career field where that type of measurement-level mathematics was essential, why, I can go online and take a course. Yes, and I'll, and, I, and, and I'll probably ace that course because at that point, my brilliance and passion will be merging because I want to know that because I want to use it. Yes, you, Adam, uh, necessity is a matter of invention. Self, uh, Elon Musk is self-made. I'm yeah. self-made. Uh, Elon Musk is self-made. I am self-made. Uh, everyone I know in high places is self-made. Everyone, you know? Uh-huh. So, so, uh, so uh, these people have, uh, have chosen optimism long-term thinking, uh, self-education, you know? And, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, it's the easiest time nowadays just to connect with the world, you know? And it costs $0 to have a Tumblr account. It costs $0 to have a Twitter account and to post, and it costs $0 to publish your uh, some videos on YouTube, right? And to, yeah. for example, I have shared for 50 videos on YouTube, and I'm now, I have been signed with more than 25 speakers agencies throughout the world you know and my one hour keynote speech is estimated in the ballpark of 40 and 50 thousand dollars and i i'm working with uh, agencies from uh, los angeles to sydney because why because because of uh, i i shared uh, some videos at no cost on youtube the world discovered me they believe in what i'm doing now they work with me you know yeah absolutely absolutely so bring this back to what's taught in schools and what's taught in education programs aside from i think we need to bring home ec back and i think we need to teach people financial literacy like all the standards i also believe that uh we really need to teach people higher level communication skills it it just astounds me that i don't know of any college 
where you can take a course about on neurolinguistic programming, for example. I don't know, um, and maybe I haven't been in school for a while, but as far as the social media stuff, are they teaching the level of conversation you and I are having? Yeah. Uh, you know, Adam, it is easy to connect the dots between Twitter and communication. You know, uh-huh. Twitter is the only social media network left where conversation happens. You know, you can jump into any conversations and you can uh, share your, your your thoughts, your insights with the world. You know, you yeah. can jump into any conversation. You know, Twitter, Twitter is like a cocktail party for the business world. Twitter uh-huh. is a cocktail. Yeah. So communication is a, a key to uh, Twitter success, communication. If we don't communicate, nothing great happens. Communication dicta- dictates the world, uh, what's going on in the world. Whoever communicates, whoever tells their stories, whoever shows gratitude, whoever builds meaningful relationships win- wins in the long term, you know? Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. So overall, overall, um, what do you think, if somebody were to ask you to write down three skills yes the top three skills need to be a successful entrepreneur what would your list be so let's do yours and then i'll put one out there uh first of all uh be uh, consumer centric second uh be experimental and third uh thinking the long term okay mine are number one embrace failure yes uh fail early fail often the second is the ability to look at a cloud and invest in the silver lining because silver is a precious metal. And the third is the ability, when necessary, to quickly pivot and amend an earlier statement and amend an earlier decision. This is something that I actually learned a long time ago is that, you know, when we, you know, there's, and this comes in many cases from our childhood that uh, if we're wrong about something, we have to go through this whole thing where we admit that we're wrong. Or if we do something bad, we have to say, I'm sorry and I'll never do it again. Well, let's, let's look at that one for a second. Are you really sorry? Or are you saying it to get out to, to end the conversation? And are you sure you'll never do it again? You're sure you're never going to find yourself in that situation? You're sure that there's something underlying that's not going to make the same result happen again? It goes way beyond declarations of intent. Uh, are you sure that you weren't justified in the first place? Yes. You know, Adam, you know, first of all, we, visualization is very important. You know, we, we, need to, we need to predict the scenario. The scenario uh-huh. in, uh, we need to predict the scenario in our heads. We should never lose self-belief. We need to stay calm and focus uh, on the big picture. We need to keep uh, uh, reminding ourselves why why we are there for the reason. And we are, uh, for example, and uh, we always need to try to imagine ourselves as a winner, you know. And, uh-huh. uh, uh, and you know, it is, all, it, it is all about how you talk to yourself. Right. Yeah, it's, so. funny, it's funny how the things that we say we also hear and they become ingrained in our patterns of thinking this is an area where i've done a lot of work and it's an ongoing thing and and i I would say that a fourth trait to be successful as an entrepreneur is to recognize that you will likely not either reach a goal or live up to your own standards sometimes and to be comfortable with that. You mentioned Elon Musk earlier, and I'm going to paraphrase something that Elon said. I may be off by the numbers a little bit, you'll be, you'll get you'll get the meaning of it as war listeners. And basically what he says, let's say that there's something you want to accomplish that you're told is going to take 10 years to accomplish. Well, why not try and get it done in six months? See, you probably won't accomplish it in six months, but yeah. by trying, you'll be a lot further ahead than the person yeah. who just assumed it would take 10 years. You know what Helen says that if, if other people work 40 hour work weeks and you work 100 hour work weeks, you know, in four months, you will achieve what it takes for them a year to achieve, you know? So, uh-huh. so if you are, if you truly, uh, you are in execution mode, if you find a way yeah, literally, you will achieve faster than what they what it takes them to achieve. You know. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So how do you define success? A very interesting question. You know, Adam, you know, success for me is all about uh, being happy. You know, I mean, uh, if I'm not happy, I'm not successful. So uh, I'm happy that I'm, I choose optimism, that I love what I do. And uh, uh, I'm very delighted every time uh, to go into overdrive, to be passionate, to uh, wake up with determination. So if I'm not happy, then what is the reason, right? Then what, what you are doing, that you are wasting your life, right? So success for me is all about uh, being happy, uh, be empathetic, uh, giving back to society, uh, inspiring people. And uh, even I'm, I have been ranked number one in the world since 2019. It's not my biggest achievement, you know. My biggest achievement is that I'm happy that I give back. So people email me that uh, they watched me and uh, they build they, they build their businesses and they uh, they, uh, they they became confident. So if people become confident after after my talks, that is my success, you know. Yeah, cer- certainly. And um, as far as content marketing let's come back to that and what's interesting about our conversations sometimes they bounce back and forth and they pivot a little bit just like if you and i were sitting together in a cafe the way our show is structured is we invite the listener to picture themselves being the third person sitting at a table at a mastermind conversation just sort of sitting back taking things in looking for their own inspirations to come up as a result of what they absorb so going back to content marketing um, and contextual content marketing, I know some of our listeners love gadgets and apps and things like that. So what are some of the top tools you're currently using for your business endeavors? Uh, well, you know, I believe uh, in uh, putting uh, putting eggs into different baskets because uh-huh. I, I, I believe that a mouse uh, that has been one hole is quickly taken. Yep. And uh, we need to we need to depend on several channels, not only one, because there are so many marketing experts and advisors who tell you that you know just just depend on uh, just depend on LinkedIn and put all your eggs into LinkedIn. It doesn't mm. work. You know? So we need to have a, we need, we need to have different revenue streams through different channels. And you know it's just about curiosity, Adam. We need to be curious, you know and. This formal education wants us to forget curiosity and we need to we need to follow the crowd and to be in survival mode. But conversely, we need to we need to create our path and to be in the growth mode. So so uh, we need to be curious, we need to be open-minded, we need to show more interest what is happening in the world and to adapt to new trends uh, to win in the long term, you know. And you know, content marketing is just uh, the most uh, passionate field in my world because uh, you know variety is a spice of life so the more content you create the more successful you become so my example my success story demonstrates a great example why contextual content creation has been a a backbone of my growth right because uh, with a zero dollar budget drive motivation sleepless night persistence and uh, uh, my expertise has been ha- has been put on a pedestal throughout the world because uh, they see my passion, they see mm-hmm. my determination. They don't check out uh, like degrees, uh, my degrees from Stanford or Harvard or top uh, universities. They see my Twitter, they see my LinkedIn, they see my Google results, they see my they check, uh, they see me on uh, YouTube, they watch me, they I provide value, you know, and. Uh, I give back, you know, and it's not, it's not, it's, it's never about me. It's always about them. It's not about that. It's always about them because I want to provide value and, uh, and I don't, I'm not selfish. I'm very selfless, selfless Adam on social media, because if I had been selfish, then I would not have been able to build such huge followings across other social media channels, because, you know, I mean, uh, my, uh, my, uh, uh, posts, uh, uh, have been uh, viewed uh, millions of people throughout the world, you know, in more than uh, um, in more than hundred countries, you know, and uh, so so I'm very grateful for small mercies that I have uh, received great recommendations from top uh, bigger uh, from top executives from different companies. Uh, they uh, discovered discovered practicality in marketing. They uh, started creating content, you know, and uh, and we need I turn. I believe that uh, we need to be practitioners. You know, you know, what does it mean that we, if we use uh, 
uh, effectively these social media channels to draw, accelerate our success. We are practitioners, you know. So, so I I always practice what I preach, you know. Yeah, yeah, ab- yeah, certainly. So, so you know, we're getting close to the end here, actually, and uh, basically, you know, we've had kind of a round robin here about how social media and contextual content marketing fit into various things we do. And we could argue that our conversation itself is a variation of contextual content creation. The context being uh, a mastermind level conversation about where people gather and disseminate information and through what channels. So although we define that term contextual content creation, I don't want to say broadly, but let's say more generally, uh, the fact is, and uh, tell me if you disagree with this, and if so, why, I think we've actually kind of exemplified it. Yes. You know, I mean, uh, we need to have presence across probably five, six social media channels, you know. We need to have presence on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Instagram, on TikTok, uh, and uh, Facebook, of course, a Facebook page. So, so we need to, I mean, I would uh, advise everyone to uh, publish like uh, 15, 20 pieces of content across uh, uh, five, six social media channels every single day. All right. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I'm not asking I'm not asking them to publish 100 pieces of content. Of course, uh, when I speak at big organizations, I advise marketing teams to publish uh, 100 pieces of content because they need to have podcasts, they need to create content, they need to capitalize, they need to capitalize like about 10 social media channels. But but we are human beings, you know, and moderation and everything. I believe that moderation is very, very nice word in marketing. So so five or 15, 20 pieces of content across five, six social media channels would uh, uh, guarantee us a long-term success, you know. Okay, so basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to halfway turn the tables on myself because the primary business I'm in right now is working with entrepreneurs to launch their podcast is their key networking, client attraction, and celebrity expert branding tool. Now, you uh, do a fair amount of podcast guesting. I've had a chance to check you out. I'm aware that you've been interviewed in a number of different places. I'm not sure if you have a podcast of your own, uh, but overall, where, you know, where do you see podcasting fit into all of this? Uh, podcasting, it is like a hottest ticket nowadays, Adam, you know, mm-hmm. even, even, uh, you know, when I'm a judge and when I uh, review biggest projects, when, when they have podcasts epi- or a series, literally they win awards because of content creation, because they provide value, because they publish information, you know, so whoever uh, position, uh, whoever positions themselves as media company truly win uh, and win attention so marketing is all about winning attention adam so how brands are going to win attention right if if they are focused on sales and sending sales pitches uh, literally this way uh, does not uh, guarantee that they win uh, people's uh, hearts and minds right because they need to entertain audiences right so podcasting is a good best way nowadays to tell your story what i like about it is it's to me one of the easiest forms of content creation. You don't have to stare at a blank screen and think, what was that inspiration I had while I was driving the other day? Why can't I remember it? Dag nabbit, it was brilliant. And you also don't have to be in that pattern of, let's say you're creating a piece of content, you're disseminating over five or six or seven different platforms in a day. Well, you're going to adapt that content a bit because every platform is different. And beyond yeah. that, what happens on days where you just can't think of anything? With yeah, podcasting, I mean, uh, with podcasting, whether yeah, you're hosting or I guessing, can, you don't have no, to think that hard. You know, from my experience, I can say that podcasting is a number one uh, marketing strategy in 2023, podcasting, you know, because there are 400, 450 million uh, podcast users nowadays in the world and uh, podcasting is on the rise. And uh you know, I mean, uh, even I see the biggest brands in the world have podcasts because they are curious. And, you know, even even when I'm invited uh, to workshops, masterclasses and uh, seminars uh, of big corporations through agencies I work with, you know, even they they are inspired. They are inspired to tell their stories to, through podcast series, you know. You know that uh, if you create webinars, 
webinar creating webinars is more expensive you know webinars so podcast uh, podcasting is more cost effective you know that it, it it does not cost you so much money to for example have like a five six podcast episodes uh, per month you know so so it's all about curiosity so whoever shows more curiosity wins in the long term you know yeah absolutely absolutely i i could not agree with that more so as we wrap up here uh i want to extend on your behalf an invitation that you asked me to share with the audience so i've had a chance to check out your website i'm going to give the url in just a second and you have a lot of uh, great information on there and your invitation is you want to give away some of your best advice um and you also are great connectors. So you can go to the website and you can find different ways to connect with Vladimir. So if you, as the listeners, feel that Vladimir is somebody who should be a part of your mastermind circle or is worth a conversation, he is probably one of the more accessible people you'll ever find if you just scroll to the bottom of the page. Holy moly, he's got a lot of different uh, ways to get a hold of him. So whatever works best for you. And to find that, Simply go to the website that's named after him. It's simply VladimirBotsVodsi.com. And I'm going to spell that for you for those of you who are listening or out running, jogging, and hunting. It's V-L-A-D-I-M-E-R-B-O-T-S-V-A-D-Z-E.com. I'm going to do that for you once more. V-L-A-D-I-M-E-R. B-O-T-S-V-A-D-Z-E dot com. So check that out. Uh, if you reach out to Vladimir, be sure to mention you heard him on the Business Creators Radio Show. I don't get a I don't get a dime for it, but uh, I do want uh, Vladimir to know that uh, we were able to share some connections and spread the love a little bit. So Vladimir, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and believe me in education. Thank you, Adam, so much. We trust you enjoyed today's episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. Check out our previous and upcoming episodes on our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.